Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Friday edition of the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sean Carey here, Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Friday edition of the Steve Jones Show, always brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. You're going to be heading to Penn State Blue White tomorrow. you got to make sure you have all the drinks and snacks you need. So make that stop tonight at Brewers Outlet. Great specials going on today through Tuesday. Michelob Ultra 30 packs, twenty two ninety seven. Shock Top Ruby Fresh Grapefruit 12 pack bottles, eight ninety five. Jack Daniels Cocktails 24 pack bottles, twenty four ninety five. And now available Budweiser Freedom Reserve Red Lager. All the chips, snacks, fresh roasted peanuts are there. And of course, the pickle bar. And the ice you need right by the registers. Wheel everything out to your vehicle. Easy in, easy out, great convenience, and great people, too, to take care of you. At Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. And we will be talking Penn State Blue-White. Ben Jones, Penn State football writer for statecollege.com, scheduled to join us. Looks like we'll have him on uh, uh, possibly at 3.35. Uh, for sure, next hour at 4.06, we'll talk NFL Draft with Joe Marino from Fan Rag Sports, and we'll wrap up the week with Steve's brother, Kevin Jones, at 4.35. Also going on this weekend is the Bucknell Spring Football Game at Christie Mathewson Memorial Stadium. That is Sunday at 1. And coming up on Monday's show, we'll hear from Bucknell head football coach Joe Susan, and we'll also get a Penn State blue-white recap with Greg Pickle from PennLive.com, scheduled to join us on Monday. You can reach out to us anytime. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And our website, stevejonesshow.com. You can always find three months of shows archived there. And we encourage you to subscribe to the Steve Jones Show podcast, available on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, and Google Play. Once we finish a live show on WKOK, we drop every Steve Jones Show right your smartphone and tablet if you subscribe so easy way to get the show and available for you to listen with your mobile device anytime anywhere so the host of the show uh with a very heavy heart today a former broadcast colleague of steve's the longtime voice of the new england patriots for 36 years and also was the penn state football play-by-play announcer from 1983 to 86 gil santos uh, sadly passed away yesterday at the age of 78 passed away on his birthday 
Very, yeah. Very tough news to get. Well, it was. Um, last time I talked to him, he's, you know, he always kid around and called me Stefano. Stefano, <laughs> my young friend. <laughs> he says... He says, I'm retired now. You know what I found out? And I said, what's that? He says, I'm good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you can always make me laugh. Uh, One of the greats, uh, without question. Uh, You know, mentoring is really important in any livelihood. Uh, The great job Corey does mentoring his, his younger employees over at Brewers Outlet. Tom is Tom does a great job mentoring and his staff at Sunbury Motors. The Purdy's mentoring Purdy Insurance. Uh, Roger with everybody at the station. He's been able to get through to almost everyone except one, uh, but that's a different story. Uh, mentors are so important. I had three valuable ones, invaluable ones in my life and my career. Fran Fisher, which whom we've, we've talked about many times. Uh, a person that doesn't get enough credit, John Grant. John was a wonder, wonderful broadcast, wonderful guy, and a great mentor. Looked out for me so much. And Gil Santos. As the third announcer on the Penn State Network in the 80s. So Gil was here from 83 through 86. Well, we started the same year, and I was the third guy. John was the second guy, and Gil was obviously the lead guy. It was, for me, as a young, impressionable announcer, like sitting in a living play-by-play classroom. I learned so much, and then... Second year, it was 84, went down to Tuscaloosa. Before we went down there, Gil had said to me to the week before, he says, hey, he says, get me a tape of one of your high school games. Because, I mean, that's how Gil started out. He started out doing high school down in, down in Fall River, New Bedford. He said, I want to listen to it. Okay. So I gave it to him, and then... The next week, we're down in Tuscaloosa. And he says, hey, I listened to that tape. He says, and he told me, first of all, he told me all the positive things I was doing. Which this is how I teach my class today. I talk about all the positives first. Because one of the areas that's really important in broadcasting and in anything is confidence. Then instead of then he said, Hey now, you see if we want to make it a little bit better, let's like tweak this. So it had to do with you know how I call the kickoff. Right? He says, he says, take this, he says, give me the direction the ball's going. He said, you know, if you notice now before somebody kicks off, I tell you which way the ball's going from my perspective. Well, that's directly from that conversation we had that day in nineteen eighty four in Tuscaloosa. And he took a great interest in what I was doing in my career, how I was doing. And as I said, sitting there was like sitting in a living play-by-play classroom. I saw how he handled situations, why he handled it, how he set a formation, 
how he called the play, the intensity with which he went, went at his job. I mean, he meant so much to me along the way. And anytime, you know, anytime I'd call him up, oh, he, he couldn't wait to talk and find out how I'm doing and how the kids are doing and the whole thing. And to see him have that success with the Patriots where they finally got to the Super Bowl. They finally won the Super Bowl. And how much it meant to him uh, to say that to me in my career he was special would be an absolute understatement. And the to Roberta and I by, by the way I think the world of Roberta she's, she's incredible Roberta his son Mark daughter Kathy two grandchildren nothing but my deepest condolences uh, I know when, when there was a couple of years ago Gil got sick Roberta got a hold of me and she says Steve so, to the point where I mean Gil was I mean when he, he when I mean sick he had double pneumonia, and they had put him into a medically induced coma. So Roberta gets a hold of me, and she says, Steve, I want to let you know what's going on here and what we're trying to do. If He said, we're trying to get a hold of people that he's close to and have them write a letter to him with the idea that they would read the letters to him, and then when he got better, they'd reread the letters to him. Well, he did get better. I wrote a letter, obviously. They did get better, and he called one more season, and then he retired. Uh, but in the letter, I told him exactly what he had meant to me in, in my career and what a mentor he was, and he told me later, he says, he says, he says, he says I feel so silly. He said, I never realized that I had meant that much when in reality he had. So as our salute to him, I'll take you back to the Penn State days, he was the play-by-play announcer for the 1986 national champion Penn State football team. And here's a little bit of Gil Santos. Bad horn to kick off for Pitt to the far side, ghost to the near side, Blair Thomas. Pitt leading 7-3. to three. The kickoff is end over end and coming to Thomas at the 9-yard line near side. It's a right return, heading wide to the right to the 10, turns to the 15, out of the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, right side landing to the 50, to the 45, goodbye, he is gone! A mighty yard kickoff return, 91-yard kickoff return for Blair Thomas. Tight end Farrell Edmonds is to the right, heading on second and goal to go at the Penn State 7-yard line. Heading back to throw, looks, fires, intercepted, kicked off for Penn State, by Kirkland at the 25, 30, 45, 40, to midfield, to the 40 of Maryland, to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, the 15, the 10-yard line, Pete Kirkland Maryland goes from first and goal or second and goal at the Penn State 7 to defending a Penn State first and goal at the Maryland 9-yard line. Manoa the fullback, Dozier the tailback, and again the defense pulls him out of the hole. Smith in motion left, pitch out D.J., turning left, 10, 5, touchdown! D.J. Dozier's second 9-yard touchdown run of the game. And listen to this joint go wide. A 76-yard drive in 50 seconds for Maryland to tie the game, and here we go. Maryland to go for the two-point conversion. They've got 
Milling to the right. Goins in the right slot. Driver in the backfield with Blunt. The handoff to Nolan. Henning rolling right. Henning throws. And it is incomplete. Intended on the right sideline for Milling. Broken up by Duffy Cobb. And Penn State's unbeaten season remains intact. Gil Santos. It's funny, but Gil is Gil was all Portuguese. Okay. So I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm half Portuguese. He looked at me and says, get out of here. You are not. I said, yeah, I am. So I think it was the 83 season. Went up to Foxborough. Penn State's going to play Boston College in Foxborough. And my parents wanted to come up and just say hi and see me. So they came to the hotel. They drove They drove from Connecticut. I said, Gil, I want you to meet my parents. He meets my father. He says, Ronald Jones. This is my mother, Barbara Jones. He looks at my mother and he looks at me. He goes, oh, my God, you are Portuguese. I said, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> okay, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Keegan Michael Key is going to be here tomorrow helping to coach the game. <laughs> I'll tell you, the James Franklin that he does is so doggone spot on. <laughs> so we have a Franklin versus Franklin on the field tomorrow afternoon. That's going to be fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I wonder which team I, Keegan's going to coach. And coach blue or white? Oh, I think he's. I think he's coaching the whole thing. Okay, uh, but he, yeah, it's. Well, there's portions of the game you'll see Coach Franklin on the field, so I can I can just see Keegan in Franklin mode, standing next to him, <laughs> right there behind the offense, <laughs> helping guide the plays. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. <laughs> well, I'm one of those individuals that. First of all, I had not really heard of him until a few years ago. And you know who got me engaged in knowing who he is? Johnny Holiday. Really? Yes. See, I would have thought Johnny, your daughter I would have thought your daughter Megan. I would have figured, you know, that's kind of no, him, kind Johnny Holiday Johnny says Steve, I gotta tell you that you know, because you know how well Johnny and I get along. I mean, my God. Uh, it'd be dangerous if we lived next week to be playing golf every day. Uh, um and Johnny says, "Steve, you got to." And he sent me three clips. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, and now, now, now he does the. You know, he's been in a couple of movies. Every movie he does, I laugh. Okay. Um, and there was a movie. Oh, I think Brian Cranston was in. He plays the father. And his daughter is going to get married to some guy he totally disapproves of. And Keegan Michael Key's in the movie, and every every scene he's in, I crack up. Um, and he is every time he does something with with Franklin. I'll give you a good a good one. We're out at Iowa, and he does that skit. Uh, from Times Square with ESPN Game Day about the calling timeout before the field goal. Okay. In the Georgia State game. 
He goes, yeah, I wear the tuba player in there. We got a couple out of blue band, right? And of course, you know, and he's got everybody cracking up. Well, I'm sitting in the restaurant at the hotel, all right, just getting something quick before I, before we get going. This is going to be a night game anyway. And James comes in. He says, Steve, Steve, check this out. He hands me his phone. He says, look at this. They all think that's actually me. <laughs> He says, says, what do we do about this? (laughs) He said, look, it's all right. Don't worry about it. He says, I think most people with common sense know that you're here. They just don't know you're sitting next to me. (laughs) He says, says, well, you got to let people know. I said, said, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I said, said, we'll do that. We'll mention it. He says, okay, okay, good, good. (laughs) Uh, He he just does that that spot on you know, especially when he puts the glasses on when he puts the glasses on you're like holy mackerel okay I think I've got this is I think him in front of the team okay Keegan-Michael Key in front of the team okay which was I mean that was priceless because it took the players a second to sit there and go, okay, now wait a minute. Um, who's this now? <laughs> Is this? Hey, that's not James, but sure does look like him, right? And sure does talk like him. He, he was something else. I mean, he goes in there and he surprises everybody. That's right. A couple they years get, ago, before right. homecoming weekend, that was funny. <laughs> oh, they no, they gave they gave him the sneakers. Yeah, right. They gave him the outfit, the whistle. Right, the whistle, yeah. and that, and, that, and that he's the same thing he's going to wear before he goes out. So Franklin goes out. Now he gives it to him. Okay, now he goes in there. Okay, and it was an absolute scream. We gotta settle down during this meeting here, okay? <laughs> Danny P, here's the, the quarter of the day. Do it, please. Where's the pack of pickled peppers, Peter Pippa? <laughs> <laughs> it always has to do a quote. Okay. That was by uh, Mother Goose, so she's famous. <laughs> Guys, homecoming guest, Grand Marshal of Homecoming is Keegan Michael Key. If you see him on the street, say hi to him, make him feel comfortable, something, okay? I mean. <laughs> If I want to create a play, and I want you to create a big play, we're going to get out there. We're going to create a big play. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can expect tomorrow. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones sunbury motors fourth street in sunbury sunbury motors here routes 11 and 15 in hummel's wharf 
And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket imports Domestics Microbrews' best selection of beer anywhere, including great specials through Tuesday. Michelob Ultra, 30 packs, just $22.97. Shock Top Ruby Fresh Grapefruit, 12-pack bottles, just $8.95. Jack Daniels Cocktails, 24-pack bottles, $24.95. And now available, Budweiser Freedom Reserve Red Lager. Look, it's the blue-white game. Stock up. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Stock up. Come on out. Tailgate. Enjoy. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. All right, coming up on the show later today, Joe Marino from FanRag Sports on the NFL Draft. My brother at the end, Joe Susan on Bucknell football. Uh, Their uh, final scrimmage is coming up on Sunday. Greg Pickle on Monday. Tuesday, Adam Purdy on the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Tony Knopp joins us on Wednesday. It's a pretty good list. Pretty good list. Uh, tomorrow's also an important bounce-back day. I, um, I should be allowed to explain here. The final home game of the season last year against Nebraska. Yeah, the weather wasn't that great. So, you know, Jack, Cam, and I are done. We go out to the parking lot, and I said, hey, you got to go over and see this tailgate. And then, as you know, I have mentioned... The Tom McGrath tailgate starring the hard work and effort of Gary Goloshevsky. I bring Jack over and tumbleweed. Everybody's packed up and left. Tomorrow is a critical redemption day mm-hmm. for Gary. Now, Ron Moeller, Moment. Of course, you know, Mole Man, who, part, who uses Jack's parking pass and parks right next to me. Okay, has Mole Man landed back in the United States? I don't know. I'm going to have to text. <laughs> I have to text. Okay. Oh, in fact, that's a good idea. I need to text him right now because he has been Okay, just checking Europe. to see if he's stuck in Holland. So, just checking. <laughs> so, as I, I told Tom Bradley, it says, some fans just don't have the dedication they used to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't get it. Uh, oh, Engel sent me a Pretty up to date. Uh, blah 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 blah. Okay. Uh, Keith Conlon, Wally Richardson, Trey Bauer, Rogers, Alexander, and Tim Sweeney are going to be there at the Purdy Golf Tournament. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's going to meet be a meet and greet with these former players at Penn's Tavern on Tuesday night, May the first. Um, a donation to the Y would be great. Penn's Tavern is also going to provide light appetizers to those who attend. Boy, this is this is great. Wally, Keith Conlon, Trey Bauer, Rogers Alexander, and Tim Sweeney. Alexander, by the way, can flat out play. He's good. Rogers is a good player. Now yeah, that'd be great. Meet and greet on Tuesday night at Penn's Tavern, the May first. Now that's how you get your month off to a good start, and it'll benefit the Y too. 
and they're going to provide light appetizers to those who attend. Uh, Why wait until Wednesday to start raising the money? That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, but here's a chance for you to actually meet them instead of them being out on the course where you know well, they're busy. It's not it, sure. It's, yeah. it's it's not easy. Yeah. All right. Here's a chance to 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 get to meet them in a really informal setting, and you know, and please do not ask any questions about me. So, uh, <laughs> especially to Trey. <laughs> uh, and away he goes, accelerated <laughs> to the floor. Um. So yeah, he won't sidestep yes, anything. Uh, no, he does not. No. Uh, really think the world of Trey. So, yeah. All right, where was I before? <laughs> I got sidetracked by Steve Engel. Uh, uh, bounce back at the uh, Gary Galashevsky oh, tailgate oh, for tomorrow. Uh, bounce back mode, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, No-brainer. Got to happen. I, 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 look. Oh, Ron Muller. You're going to text Ron to see if he landed. I've got, to, I've got to text the mole, man. I've okay. got to find out what the heck the deal is with that. Right. Um, because whatever he's doing. But for Gary, I mean, this is crunch time. It is. And he might be on probation for weeks. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's driving in the car right now. Beginning so, beginning week one. Beginning week one. This has nothing to do you know, for weeks. Not this doesn't count. June, July, August. No. You know, no, he's so mad at me right now in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right because he drives back when he listens to this show every day. <laughs> and right now he's in that key. He goes, I knew he was going to get me. <laughs> well, if he's on the road now, he may pull off to the nearest exit and uh, then give you a text. Say, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> and you can reply back, hey, thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. <laughs> So I just texted Mole Man. I said, are you back in the homeland? (laughs) 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 Jack told me about it, and then then Scrap told me about it. I'm like, oh, great. I said, is he going to be back in time? We think so. Now, we know Gary will be back in time, and I just got a feeling that that he's going to put on a show, especially after his daughter Elizabeth had her 16th birthday yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you got to keep the party going. Oh, got to keep the celebrate. Got to keep the celebration yeah. rolling. Turning it, turn it yeah. into a four day blast. Yeah. She dropped everything to get to the driver's permit. In fact, she was there before the employees. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, bring in Ben Jones, StateCollege dot com. Ben, welcome back. It's always great to have you with us. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of the week it was squalling and snowing, and I was thinking, man, we got to go to a football game at the end of it. But this weather right now. Um, you, you you couldn't ask for anything better than this. What will you look for tomorrow? What's on your radar? Um, I just think it's individual guys, the little things. I'm interested to see what K.J. Hamler looks like. Uh, I think everyone wants to see uh, what Micah Parsons looks like out there. Um, you know, I, I try not to put too much stock in either direction, the good or the bad that happens during a blue-white game because I – I think we all know that the offense and the defense know each other pretty well, and they're they're not necessarily trying to. You know, the offense is not maybe as expansive, trying to you know beat the defense as much as just sort of get a lot of the base things down. Um, so it's just the little things. How does John Reed look back out on the field for the first time in a year? Um, you know, what does Danny Dalton look like as the new Mike Gesicki? Uh How does Miles Sanders look as the new Saquon Barkley? So it's it's less about the whole. Um, as much as it is, is just do some of these guys pass a very, very early eye test. What does it say about the state of the program uh, in terms of the excitement level of it that we've seen some of the attendances we've seen 
for this scrimmage the last few years? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's a lot that has been said and will continue to be said about, you know, the changes of the Penn State football program over the past 10 years. And I think really, you know, I think it reinvigorated a fan base a little bit. You know, the Bill O'Brien era was maybe exciting is not the right word, but it was sort of, it was something new. And I think we saw a lot of people show up to those blue-white games for a lot of different reasons at that time. But, uh, you know, least of all to see what Bill O'Brien was like and then, you know, James Franklin was the hot hire and then Joe Moorhead was the guy that was going to change things. So I think as you've seen, Penn State continue to evolve into really uh, a much more modern and a much more not exciting, but maybe just the game played in a way that is more familiar to people now from watching college football across the country that, uh, you know, obviously anytime that you can put 60,000 people, uh, 70,000 people, 80,000 people in a stadium for what amounts to a practice, um, you know, you, you know, you've got your program headed in the right direction, and I think this weekend will be no different. And that's a testament, you know, obviously to the fan base, which has always cared about Penn State football and has always shown up to the blue-white game. But at the same time, you know, it's a testament to the fact that James Franklin and his staff have been able to get their team better and better and better each year. Um, and people, you know, want to show up and see some of these guys before they become household names later this fall. You're not going to field a punt, are you? I am not fielding a punt. As, as entertaining as that would be for me to do two years in okay. a row, okay. you know, I think I've proven my point. I just want to make sure, because Keegan-Michael Key is going to be out there, at some, at, I think all day, as a matter of fact. I don't know if we need him describing you catching a punt. I know I don't need him describing me catching a punt. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I can make fun of myself all on my own without a professional comedian <laughs> me on national TV. Who, who is about as talented a person as I've ever seen on, on, on TV or in movies. Uh, I want to ask you about the press conference yesterday for basketball. What were your general impressions and take from that? Um, you know, I think the main thing is that it just seems like Pat Chambers and Sandy Barber are on the same page in terms of uh, you know, where the program was, where it is right now, and where it wants to go. Um, I think everyone sort of expected uh, that they were going to announce an extension for Pat yesterday. That didn't happen, but it certainly seems like it could happen tomorrow. It's just sort of a matter of getting all of the details ironed out. And I think, um, you know, I can certainly understand fans that are eager to see Penn State basketball back in the NCAA tournament. And I think both Barber and Pat would be, you know, the first two people to tell you that they're uh, you know, they're just as eager, but I think ultimately, uh, you know, Penn State basketball coming off its second most ever in a single season. Uh, we know where the program was seven, eight years ago, and we know where it is now in terms of recruiting and talent and really just the perception, I think, across college basketball, what people think of, of Penn State basketball. Um, you know, I can understand the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the game-to-game frustrations that people might have at times, but I think ultimately uh, you look at point A to point B, um, you know, I think it's hard to argue that Pat has an early extension, and I think that's going to be just a matter of time before it finally happens. And I think Sandy uh, has done a good job of sort of supporting that program along the way, while at the same time uh, not necessarily settling for what you might call the status quo. So I think it'll be interesting to see how many years it is and what they're able to do in a post-Tony Carr era. Uh, but, you know, you and I have both seen Penn State basketball teams field uh, rosters with far less capable trios than Josh Reed's. Uh, Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins. So there's no doubt that they've got a lot of talent coming back. And with Miles Dredden and Razier Bolton coming in next year in this summer, you know, there, there's plenty of talent on the way as well. Are these, uh, you know, it's interesting. Football's at back to back win seasons. The irony is UCLA's never had an 11 win season. 
in football. Never. Uh, Penn State's had back-to-back 11s. Uh, basketball has had 26, and this is how intriguing a time is this to be in your particular job covering these kind of teams and these kind of programs moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's exciting because I think, you know, you're used to if you cover Penn State for Penn State, you know, football being the main thing that, that everyone wants to talk about. But I think, you know, with Penn State basketball has been, to the credit, on the rise. And last year there were a lot of games that people cared a lot about. Uh, Penn State football being as good as it has been, coupled with basketball, coupled, you know, with hockey continuing to make strides. And wrestling. You know, wrestling. Wrestling and women's volleyball. And there's, there's really, you know, we – Sometimes I, I think when you're so close to an athletic program, you you are used to saying, "Oh yeah, these guys are really good at everything." But you know, ultimately, you know, you look at any Penn State team, really, that Penn State athletics is fielding, and you know, there's some that are better than others. But I think ultimately, um, you know, this is an interesting time to be covering Penn State because really, everywhere you look, um, there's a team that's given somebody a run for their money, and a lot of cases, um, beating them. So I, I think you know, it's. I could do without the snow from time to time, but certainly, uh, you know, the rest of it, it's hard to complain. Ben, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. Yep, thanks for having me, Steve. Sunbury Motors Hyundai asks, what import brand is the must-have vehicle in the Susquehanna Valley? Toyota. April Fool's. Honda. April Fool's. Subaru. April Fool's. It's Hyundai. That's no April Fool's. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. Stop in Sunbury Motors Hyundai and see why Hyundai offers more features, more selection, and more choices than any other import brand. Sunbury Motors Hyundai is taking up to $5,050 off $2,000. 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe's, and they start at 25560 Start your spring off right with a brand new Hyundai Veloster. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has seven in stock, starting at 17495 Or a 2018 Hyundai Elantra, starting at 15730 with 13 in stock. And they all have America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. Don't fall for April Fool's jokes. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. So tomorrow, blue-white game. Beaver Stadium gets started at 3. Place the ball down and get started. <laughs> All right. So uh, it'll be interesting tomorrow. I mean, it's... Uh, I think the focus will be for a lot of people on the players you haven't seen yet. I think there's there's enough guys out there that are known entities because you've watched this team year in and year out. Now, you know, for a lot of people, they want to look at the people they really haven't seen before, a Donovan Johnson, uh, a DJ Brown, a Nick Tarbert, a Micah Parsons, a Jesse Lucetta, uh, Fred Hansard, Corey Bowles, um, maybe see a little bit more Daniel Joseph, uh, Danny Dalton, K.J. Hamler, Mac Hippenhammer, Journey Brown, C.J. Thorpe, Mike Miranda, Des Holmes. You know, just a, a general, you know, see the people you haven't had a chance to see yet. And you'll get a chance to see them tomorrow. You know, Sean Clifford, for example, Jake Zembeck, 
I think everyone has a pretty good handle on what Trace McSorley can do. So I don't think that's an issue. But that's that's what I think people are looking for. And what I love is that, and I hope that for those of you who have your parking ahead of time, you kept your white parking pass. That's the last one on there. Um, and then you, this is what I love. When I drive into the game, usually I will eventually pull onto Park Avenue going in the direction from the east side of the stadium to the west. In other words, going toward North Atherton Street. So I'll be driving down there. And on Blue White Saturday, there'll be cars that are making the left-hand turn going into the parking lots on the east side. And this is what I see. Mom, dad, kids. Mom, dad, kids. Mom, dad, kids. Mom, dad, kids. Now think about this from the kids' point of view. You get to tailgate at Beaver Stadium before the game. It's going to be beautiful and sunny tomorrow. By the way, I got a note from Moeller. Moeller is in Philly right now. Because he's flying back into Pittsburgh, and he will be there tomorrow. Uh, And I also got a text from Gary, too, and that didn't go so well. All right, so <laughs> well, you called it. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't go well. But kids go go out there. They get to throw the ball around the parking lot. They get to have, you know, food and enjoy it. And then they get to walk into the stadium, go through the portal, and boom! All that green grass in front of you. I mean, think about your your you growing up. But it was like the first time you saw it. And then you get to see the game, have some fun, it's relaxed, it's nice out, and then when the game is over, they let you walk in the field. Oh, and by the way, you've got autographs tomorrow, too. You'll start basketball players are going to have autographs. Lamar Stevens, Josh Reeves, Mike Watkins, those guys, Jamari Wheeler. The NIT trophy is going to be out there with them. And then the football players have their autograph session after that. So they can get autographs, they can go back, they can tailgate for a while. Then they walk through the portal, the green grass, they get to watch the scrimmage. And then when it's over, they let you walk in the field. What kind of impression does that make on a youngster walking on that field? Think of all the people that have walked on that land before and run and jumped and kicked. What a thrill it must be for them. Hey, you heard Chris Wheeler on the show earlier in the week. Hey, Chris has been everywhere. He's, he's called the World Series, the whole deal. And he got a huge kick out of walking through the tunnel onto the field at Beaver Stadium last Saturday. Well, imagine what it's like for a youngster. And what happens through all this is you make fans for life when that happens. Just that, something that simple. And that's what always strikes me about this game. The two things that always strike me about this game are how many people attend. To me, this is one of the great statement days of Penn State football. It's a scrimmage, and they come in droves to see it. That tells you how much people love football, and they love Penn State football. 
And then the impression that's made by seeing all those youngsters in the stands who then walk on the field after the game, it makes fans for life. So, looking forward to tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Adam Rittenberg, great story on Trace McSorley. Overlooked, undersized quarterback became college football's biggest star in 2017. Don't be surprised if it happens again this fall. The difference? No baggage. My story on Penn State's Trace McSorley who has made believers out of just about everyone. He, of course, was referring earlier to Baker Mayfield. Adam Rittenberg. McSorley has had a great spring. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.